Welcome to Two Arabs and a Podcast, a show with no limits. Dating, business, martial arts, self-defense, and the life of two Arabs in America. Arabs in America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your hosts, the owner of Warrior Academy, the son of an immigrant, international traveler, black rank in Krav Maga, a jiu-jitsu practitioner, and Brazil's national champion, and of course, 2018 self-defense instructor of the year, a bodyguard and military combative instructors, none other than Franz Azar, joined by his co-host, Omar Aswan, the owner of Warrior Tactical Training, Published author, doctor of criminology, world traveler, fluent in four languages, a military combat contractor, and a first-generation immigrant. The show begins now. Welcome to Two Arabs on a Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Aswet, and I'm joined by my co-host, Filas Adab. Today, we still have in studio Sam, who flew all the way from Israel to be with us here today in Kansas City, Missouri, to record this podcast. We appreciate him being here. Sam, obviously, if you guys listened to the last uh, episode, he's an Israeli IDF or previously served in the IDF. He's a practitioner of Krav Maga, also as an instructor, and he is an overall uh, amazing person, an amazing martial artist and instructor. Uh, Krav Maga started in Israel and is always referred to as an Israeli uh, martial art and has close ties to the Israeli IDF. So what a better person to have discussing Krav Maga than Sam himself. We're going to get right into it and dive into questions. Uh, Just before we start talking about Krav Maga in the U.S. and and debunking this, a lot of people are going to get triggered. And, so, uh, that's what get, we do the yeah, whole time. No, no, exactly. So, but we should put a banner. Trigger incoming. <laughs> exactly. So you're used to being hated for us. I'm used to being loved. People are going to hate me after this. <laughs> Probably. You're Israeli. I'm kidding. I'm a fucking Saudi American. I mean, how the fuck is going to get any better? I'm sure. I don't know how it's going to get better. And he's Iraqi. So I don't know how it's going to get much better. But, but and the, we haven't talked politics yet. Oh, okay, fuck, that's, that's the next episode. <laughs> but, but I don't know how much in details we can go, but I think it's important to understand your background beyond martial arts. You yes. have a military background. I don't know how much we can get into it, but there, because there, there's, there's a lot of ties in Krav Maga and military. Let me make it simple before anything else. I was in the Israeli army. I was actually in the Israeli navy for three years, mandatory service. I was there as an instructor in the navy. Nothing classified, nothing to be interesting. Actually... Not that interesting. So holy shit! The there. first time we hear an Israeli coming in doesn't tell us about the heroic IDF story. <laughs> ding 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 ding! Finally, 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 we don't get some guy. I'm just waiting for a heroic that he jumped on a suicide bomber and exploded and nothing happened to him and he used Amy Lichtenfeld crap. My God, to stop it! Sorry, I no, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> but martial arts in the U.S. is a four billion dollar industry and it's growing. Holy shit! It is. It's I, a big hold industry. Hold on a second. I'm fucking broke. Where the fuck is the film? I need to get. I need to get into We're that. We're not even man. moving our we well, need man. to tap that. Did you just say four billion? Four billion dollars. Where the fuck is this money? Four billion dollars. You know what? I, se- be, I bet it's kids. Yeah, there's seventy-five thousand uh, institutions around the U.S. Jesus that identify Christ. and that teaches martial arts or cousin. What are we doing? <laughs> not, not the right things, obviously. What the fuck? We're talking to WhatsApp ideas now for the past nine years, and we're not doing nothing. What the I fuck? But it's, it's a big industry, and it's it's moving in the direction I feel like I've been observing it as an outsider. That a lot of martial arts is moving to market self-defense. I was walking around outside the mall and I saw guys wearing geese and they're teaching karate and they had labeled self-defense for kids. And they're teaching karate. And I had a conversation with them and they're like, oh yeah, we're a karate school and we're actually teaching self-defense. So a lot of people are mixing the two because it's it's an easy moneymaker. And in the U.S., 
it seems like an observation of, of Krav Maga. Every Krav Maga institution uh, start immediately associating themselves with Israel, IDF, or claiming such a status. There are, there's institutions in Kansas City that uh, start, for example, counting in Hebrew, just to give it more authenticity. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, no, no, no. This, this is, is fucking serious. Yeah. There is a gym. I, 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 I mean, I, I, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. I have to jump on this before because my memory and alcohol doesn't help. And hookah. <laughs> so I got this woman calling me. Listen to this, Sam. You, have, you see my rant. This woman argued with me. First of all, are you Israeli? No, ma'am. Where are you from? I said, originally from the Middle East, but I'm Arab American. Well, how can I help you? What the fuck does this have to do with crowd? And I was like, and actually, yes, my grandmother is Jew, which makes me Jew in a way, you know, honestly. But I don't give a shit about religion, honestly. So she got into it. Do you teach your students Hebrew? How do you teach? I was like, what the fuck second here? Do you know I have one of the top jujitsu instructors at my academy? He's a white guy. <laughs> That's an ass beater. His coach is a black belt. He's an American. Half of the best people in Jiu-Jitsu did not even go to Brazil. They don't speak Portuguese. So she goes, what are you trying to say? I was like, what I'm trying to fucking say to you, I don't need to speak Hebrew to teach Krav Maga. Exactly. And then she gives me a name of an idiot that teaches kids how to count in Hebrew when they hit. I'm like, fuck me. I was like, ma'am, go to him with your kids. Don't come back. When I was seven, six years old, I learned karate. I learned how to count till 10 in Japanese. Here we go. Definitely. <laughs> a life so, skill I still use skill. till this day. Sorry to derail it, Tomer. Go ahead. No, 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 fine. Uh, no, but it seems like a lot of the Krav Maga institutions and, and many Krav Maga instructors, like Dan talked about that, uh, they walk around with you know Krav Maga t-shirts in Hebrew and uh, they're counting in Hebrew or associating with that. And any anytime you question it, they're like, well, that's what the IDF does. For example, I saw a video of uh, in New York City, a guy, a Krav Maga instructor teaching uh, uh, in case what do you do with a hand grenade thrown? I'm like, when was the last time a hand grenade was thrown in New York City? I've never heard of that. And <laughs> Oh, well, so, I had a security company ask me if I know how to stop suicide bombers. I was like, didn't, when did we stop? When did we have a suicide bomber in... I know, look at Sam's face. It turned purple right no, now. No, no, here, here's a st- true story. I'm, I'm sorry I'm cutting you off about the no. crowd. We'll go back to crowd soon. Just because of the suicide bomber thing. Uh, one case that I'm, I'm familiar with, maybe there's others. I know one situation in Israel, there was a suicide bomber. And this guy, he was a hardened, hardened guy. I, can't, I don't remember his history right now. I had a lot of whiskey okay. and vodka mixed already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he actually managed to realize the situation, jump on the guy, stop him for pressing the vest, detonating and he knocked him out. And he actually managed to overcome. It's the one case I ever heard of, maybe the one case recorded, that the guy managed to stop a suicide bomber from detonating. Now, if the police shows up, the first guy that show up comes there, and this is years ago. I think this is like late 90s. The police shows up, and the guy explaining what's going on, and they already heard there's some altercation, and a chance that it's a, a bombing, blah, blah, blah. He decides, he, he calls him, of course, step away, step away, blah, blah, blah. He shoots the guy on the ground. Okay? He was unconscious. Yeah. I'm not arguing should he shoot him or should he not. Not arguing that. However, Different country, shooting yeah. him, no, forget about that. Yeah. Technically, completely illegal. Okay. He's knocked out. That's illegal. However, he did shoot him. 
by shooting him, he detonated the vest. Wow. So I'm sorry, you talked about jumping off. I know one situation, it actually happened. I don't know how the fuck he did it. Balls of steel. However, that idiot that came up to it, that's why I got grabbed my society love to live war games. Love to live heroic stories and over-glorified shit. Shit they can't do in the suburb because of Nancy driving the soccer van. Can't do it, so let me do it in this make-pretend Israeli fucking crop gym. I'm gonna just cut to the shit. <laughs> and you got true. idiots out there that suddenly just had some crop training here and there or went to Israel and then I was like, I didn't win get certification for one week and I came back and I know the Israeli art. So anyway, let's go back to Amos. Yeah, I told you the rent is gonna go crazy. Between so me let, and Pras, yeah, good once luck again. asking a question. Yeah, I'm telling you, between, between me and Sam, we're not gonna stop. So let Amos yeah, go no, ahead. Exactly. No, but do, do you think in your opinion, Okay. As a student of Krav Maga, it's more authentic, or you are a better student of Krav Maga if you know Hebrew, or where... Are <laughs> <laughs> you serious? You want me to no, answer that? No, I want to ask that? you a question. You seriously want to ask me I want to ask her a serious question. Coming from an Israeli. Yeah. Okay. Does it make it more authentic if I wear IDF shirts around? Let's go true authentic. I mean, okay? The guy who created yes. his Krav Maga. Yeah. Let, let's look at his essence. Which, by the way, sounds about the same like Bruce Lee 30 years later. Takes what works, uh-huh. throw away everything else. So During that time, though. Regardless, whatever works, works. Mm-hmm. That's the point of it. You know, at his time, you can't talk about the future. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, you can talk about what's happening now. Talk about what's happening now. So, Amy back in the day was just like, okay, what the fuck works? If it works, keep it. If it doesn't work, fuck it. If a new situation comes about, what do we do? How do we test this? So, authentic Krav Maga. Bullshit. Does it work or does it not work? If it works, yeah, authentic. If it's not work, fuck it. It, That means if you're doing a different technique, if you're doing something else and it works, that's the essence of Krav. Does it work for right now? Get to the point. That's the point. Yep. If it worked a hundred years ago and it's not working right now, fuck it. Exactly. Authentic Krav, the essence of it of, okay, how do we do combatives that is working for our day and age? That's, and you know, I never met Amy, so I can't speak, but from what I got through the essence of his teaching was, does it work or not? Fuck the language, fuck the technique. Does this work or does it not work? If it works, cool. If not, not. If you want to go authentic, fuck it. That's why, and let's get some hate. That's why we still have people that are wearing Japanese underwear on the street. What's a gi? A gi is underwear that you use for training. Why? Because they didn't have Under Armour. They didn't have Nike, they didn't have Adidas. You didn't have training shorts. What do you wear? Your undergarments. You're not gonna wear your prosthesis kimono made out of silk that can tear and ruin and get dirty and it's screwed. You're gonna wear something cheap, your underclothes. Well, it's about 150, 200 years later and we got 12 year old boys and girls walking around with Japanese (laughs) undergarments on the streets, because yep. it's authentic. Yeah, who fucking cares? Okay, so if you want to be authentic, be authentic. But what the fuck does it has to do with self defense, 
combatives and martial arts. Do you need to count in Hebrew? No. I know how to count in Filipino uh, up until 10 because it's important to Ray. Part of the essence of FCS is the heritage, the Filipino heritage, the Filipino culture. And he pushes the culture in because it's important to him. So I know to count till 10 in, in uh, Filipino, in Tagalog, because it's important to my instructor. Does that have anything to do with my knife skill, blade skill, empty hand skill, uh, stick skills? Fuck no. Does it make me a better instructor? Fuck no. Yeah, thank you. It's just important for him, his heritage. If your Krav instructor fills a relationship to Israel or to a relationship to the Jewish people, and he wants to add the heritage and the culture as part of the training, because that's his way to respect the culture, cool. I'm game for I'm Jewish, I'm Israeli. I'm Jewish, okay. I'm Israeli. I'll play yeah. with that. I won't claim Judaism. I'll claim Israeli. It's a many Fuck religion. Because some of them do. But they wanna, just let me finish. Yeah. So if, if it's important to him to push on the culture, that is cool. It has nothing to do with fighting. Yep. It has everything to do with the culture. You want to bring in the culture? Cool. Okay? But wasting time teaching people Hebrew? Why? Okay? There is one country you can t- you talk Hebrew in. Yes. There are, I don't know how many countries you can t- speak Portuguese, Spanish, and English in. Mm-hmm. Teach that. Okay? Yep. That's useful. <laughs> and even Arabic. True that. Let's be honest. Fuck Arabic, yeah. True, yep. True yep. that. Another question is, uh, a lot of institutions, uh, as I said, tie themselves to Israel to give authenticity and kind of overcome their shitty techniques. So is every Israeli an expert in Krav Maga and self-defense? Therefore, if they hire an Israeli that works down the street in a restaurant, he's authentic. You he kind of piss me at Frostoff, right? <laughs> I'm asking I, he, He's asking questions, but question. I am trying my best. I mean, we got five minutes for this, but we might go over and hopefully our crowd be patient. You're trying to piss me off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, what, we have to add the flag in the middle of it in the class? No, if, 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 so if we find an Israeli downtown Kansas City and hire him, does that make us more authentic? Does it okay, make us again, better? Again, again, again. Please stop using the word authentic. Authentic is meaningless. You want to oh, but, but that's what they use. That's fine. It's still meaningless. He's reading an advertisement yeah. right now. Just, He's going over their website and see their bullshit. Wingate Authentic Israeli Certified uh, Academy. Okay. <laughs> You're authentic certified something. I don't mm-hmm. care. Here's the thing. Okay, again. I'm an if, authentic shit talker. <laughs> same here. If you want to talk about skills, training, Absolutely. is this self-defense? That's one conversation. What the fuck does authentic means? I don't know. And to be honest, I don't care. But if you're throwing the word authentic, it makes for good advertising, which is fine. Now, I have not learned any martial arts. I have not encountered any martial arts. My backgrounds, I did some Muay Thai. I did some karate. I did a tiny little bit of judo. Not enough Brazilian jiu-jitsu, really not enough, mm-hmm. and I need to do more. Krav, yes, I'm, by the way, I got certified while I was in the IDF as a military Krav instructor. And I have a very good relationship with the military Krav personnel right now, okay? Some of amazing people I know are right now in the IDF teaching Krav, okay? A few of them. 
other people not as great now saying that i have never encountered a martial art a combative system you can learn in a week i have never encountered anything you can become an instructor in a weekend or in a week no thank you bring me in okay i've done krav for i don't know 15 years now something along those lines i've been training i've been training with frosts uh, i see nick hughes as the only craft system i fully will support and say and by the way i said all of the world including israel the one place i know that if you want to learn craft it's this weird quirky australian guy in the u.s <laughs> yeah and this arab in the u.s they're the only guys that i would say if you want to learn craft go learn from them and there are a few pe- handful of people in israel that would say their craft is serious bullshit it's not bullshit i'm sorry it's serious shit and there are a few of those okay however if you got certified over a weekend over a week okay let me be- debunk this because i said it and i stand behind it I was certified as a Krav instructor during my service in the IDF. I was not in the Winget Institute. Behind the Winget Institute, which is a civilian place, you have the military base, okay? Just behind it, okay? In that military base, it's all the Krav and all the fitness and conditioning uh, of the IDF. Everything that has to do with physical training, that's the place. That's where you get your training. I went through the training. The training is four weeks. You become a certified Krav instructor in four weeks, basic. If you're going to go for the next level, which is a, trying to translate the term, let's translate it as advanced military instructor. All of this during your service, you cannot do this as a civilian. That's an additional four weeks. Okay? So the difference with from a basic Krav instructor To an advanced craft instructor is four weeks and an additional four weeks, which means yeah. eight weeks. I did know, do not know of any martial arts. You become instructor level starting from zero in four weeks. Thank you. That is the reality of things. Now, why is it four weeks? Because this is the military and you need instructors and you don't have a year or two years to train people. Mm-hmm. You need to train someone and sending over. Most of the people going through the IDF are not career uh, professionals. Mm-hmm. You go through about, if you're a male, three years. Okay? So you need to get your training as an instructor so you can get whatever you need done. And that's not the only thing you do. So you're limited on time, which is fine. Again, this is the military. Look at the crowd in the military. It's very basic, it's very simple, because you don't have time. Another reason it's That's so the basic... That's when I trained the military in Love and World. Yeah, I did it. you don't have time. I, I had an agenda. When yeah. I entered 5 in the fucking morning, and I have to be, it starts at fucking 5 in the morning until it's fucking 7. <laughs> For six months we're doing this, I had an agenda. You, you seen this? Yes. Let's debunk some bullshit. Yep. Okay. Yep. Krav. Some of the technique of Krav. Uh, I'm sorry, and some people be hating me, and I hope this is not going to offend my relationship in Israel. Some technique in traditional, authentic crowd <laughs> comes from the military. In the military, you are never by yourself. Yeah, When you walk into a room, you have a team behind you. 
if you're standing in a roadblock, at least at minimum, there is one guy five feet away from you, 10 feet away from you. You are never by yourself. Some technique in crab are designed to not stop the attacker, but slow him down enough time so someone else can step in and put a bullet in him. That's the same way, that arm thing. Yes. Uh, boom, that knife hits the arm when they put the yes. arm off. Here comes the guy behind your partner, boom, blows his head off. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. Here we go. When I went through crowd, here's the thing. They changed this, and thank God they changed this. When you went through the certification in the military, the grading system was not like the ABCD GPA here. The grading system is to 100. Now, there is no fail when you're doing a technique. It goes 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. What is the difference? Let's break it down. When do you get 100? You stop the guy without any injuries to yourself and you did it quickly. That's 100. A, A plus. 90, A minus. You stop the guy either a little slower or with minor injuries to yourself. Good. 80s, eh, about a B. How do you get a B? You stop the guy, you're injured, but you can keep on fighting. 70, C. How do you get a C? You stop the guy with severe injuries to yourself. Now the team has to stop, take care of you. You're injured. They need to do something to fix you up. Maybe they have to pull you back. Next, D. There is no F. Why? Because you get a D. Why? Because you need to get killed but slow down enough the bad guy that someone else will put around in him. So you don't get an F because... Your job in the military, if you cannot stop the bad guy yourself, you slow him down enough so someone else will slow him. So there wasn't an F. If you fucked up, you died, that's fine. You need to slow him down enough so someone else will get him because that's military. That's why military crowd with four weeks training does not relate to civilian crowd because if you're by yourself, there is no one else to walk in the room and put a bullet in the bad guy. If you're there and someone put a bullet in the bad guy, you don't know they're gonna stop and tend to your wounds after you got hit from the bad guy. They're not your team, exactly. Exactly, so military crops, civilian crops, two different entities, but the way crop is designed was never for you by yourself. It's always you part of the team and they're gonna step in and stop the bad guy if you can't. Which is important. And you want authentic, true authentic crowd? Make sure you're going to the fight with five armed guys behind you. Uh, and I agree with you 100% because when it translates to shooting, which is my field, it's the same thing. The military teaches basic rifle skills. It's not going to teach you how to become an amazing you know, shooter. Mm-hmm. It's very basic. And the same thing that we see here in the U.S., we have military people coming back and they're saying, oh, I'm going to put a class teaching how to clear a building for one person. But the military teaches four people to clear a building. So how can you translate four to one when you never had that skill to begin with? And it's, it's a very different skill set, and it's, it becomes almost crazy to try to translate. So I agree with you. I think a lot of the military skill set is designed, one, you have a rifle, you have buddies, you have people to take care of you, versus me drunk in a Westport in an alley by myself at, you know, at night where I don't have the privilege of four people behind me. Mm-hmm. And that's why it becomes, uh, I think, it crosses that line. 
And a lot of the craft institutions in the U.S., they're trying to rush it and make that connection. That way people don't question their, their skill set. You can't question it when I'm like, oh, well, that's what the Israelis does it. You can't question it. Well, I go into your point and go into Simon. I think he agrees. And honestly, this is why, again, I have met Sam via my coach, which trained with you also in FCS uh, when you guys, I think, mm-hmm. with Ray and all that. So it shows our circle. It shows we're consistently training. I sit, me and Sam, I think we, every now and he sends me a video. What do you think about this I did? I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. Or I send them something. We can debunk each other's shit, but it's no offense. It's too martial arts discussing. The problem with Krav, and it's a problem with some of these people running on gyms, and I speak for Kansas City. I do not speak for other cities because I see the other shit, but I'm not going to say because I'm not there. I can see their videos. I'm like fucking idiots. But uh, there's this idiot that just did that copied one of my shit once. And, if, and, and the problem with Krav Maga, uh, and my coach Paulson, I quote him, he said this to my face, literally, two years ago, I remember when I did my grants program for combative, and I had to go to him. This is the kind of person I am. I can write my fucking program. I've been doing, I'm teaching, this year is 17 years of teaching. But I also seek, hire someone, all right, like coach, what do you think I've did this? I mean, come on, Paulson's background? We're mm-hmm. down in the start And he corrected a few things, but he flattered, you know what he said to me, uh, Omar? I didn't share this with you, I shared it with Sam, because I text with Sam all the time. He said to me, Frost, you're one of the few Krav Maga people I work with. I was like, why, coach? He's like, back in the day when Krav Maga Worldwide uh, founded, they wanted me. But they still would not give him credit. And that's very, and that's a fact of these assholes. I got one guy running around stealing me. I'm going to debunk the fuck out of him in a video soon. Sorry, I'm ranting because it bothers me. I do shit and I tell your students, I got this from so-and-so. Here's my modification and I see my theory in it. Or martial art, there's nobody creator anymore. We take shit. And we modify or do things. I sometimes do shit. I'm like, holy shit, this worked. Let me go ask. But going back to this again, the problem with craft right now, in the time we live right now in this country, zero, and I mean zero, background when it comes to soft skills or the idea of that. Look at it. You're all your eyes already, right? See? Because you know what I'm getting I'm to. Sorry. Soft skill. I, I don't know if everyone understands what it means. Yeah, we have to say to the audience what soft okay. skills means. Sorry, uh, go ahead. There is a terminology between hard skills and soft skills. Mm-hmm. and Which we use. Yeah, and the terminology is very simple. If you lay your hand on the other guy, grab him, touch him, punch him, punch him, push him, whatever, that is hard skill. So that's what you do in crop. You, or any martial arts. You learn how to punch, cl- uh, kick, block. Stab, block a guy with a knife, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything that you physically touch the other guy, that is a hard skill. Soft skills is everything up to the touch. So everything up to the point. Everything from situational awareness, mm-hmm. from planning your route home, from actually when you cross the street, looking right and left. That's part of situational awareness. That's part of soft skills. Verbal skills. Okay, how to de-escalate, how to uh, make sure you can stop the fight before it even starts. And that works. So everything that is not hard skill is soft skill. That's how I define it. Everything that you don't make physical contact is soft skills. Okay, you see a bunch of drunk guys throwing bottles on the ground, smashing a glass bottle on the ground. You cross the street or go a different route. That is soft skills. Avoiding the issue from the get-go. Wonderful. Yep. Some guy showing up at the bar. Hey, what the fuck is your problem? Being able to verbally de-escalate that, that is soft skills. No one teaches that. Well, 
Let me put an asterisk. Frost teaches that. Nick teaches that. Marcus Swain is amazing in that. Uh, and there's a God. few other. Yep. Uh, Paulson, I know he has a few people he brings in. Yep, he does they teach, that. Uh, how they call it? Verbal judo? Yeah, verbal yeah. jiu-jitsu? Coach Paulson believes in that. Uh, he did a seminar. Same thing. Saw the That's video. soft skills. Yes. Yep. And here's the thing, and, and, and this is what bothers me. A lot of these motherfuckers, I'm, I don't care, we're uncensored here anyway. Uh, looks like we're going to have a three-volume show. That's good. <laughs> anyway, no, I'll be honest. I mean, we're going to break it. Fuck it. We're not going to have Sam here every day. You know, he's traveling. So, again, a lot of these motherfuckers, you get this instructor. What is your security background? Oh, I was a club bouncer. Good job, dumbass. You've been throwing drunks. What does this translate to teaching self-defense? I've done it. You've done it. You've done it. I came from a bodyguard background. Sam been working with military security and all that. Works with a lot of great, uh, uh, highly detailed security people. This shit works with us. And some of the mentors like open our eyes and we'll be like, all right. Like I, till this day, credit my coach, Nick Hughes. I still learn things from him when it comes to security. Even in my bodyguarding, I'm going back to it because I feel like everybody's like, what the fuck, you're a masochist? Like, eh, sometimes you miss it. You know, it's just that rush. But going back like Marcus Wayne, when you sit and spend an hour and time, and you look at these people's thinking and theories and things. I mean, Marcus Wayne is like, what, five? What is his height? No, he's just taller than me. He's probably five, eight, I okay. guess. Five, seven, five, Literally, eight, I, I would call him the Yoda. His head is like the Yoda of this. Like, he will say stuff and fucks with your head. And I'm like, God damn, this son of a bitch can go in me and out of me with a couple of words I want to know. But there's those people out there. What I am trying to get to the crowd your typical runner, Krav Maga, you get two versions of them. You get the fat fuck, the gut, uh, I was this, or you get the jacked up meathead, no neck standing us around. I don't, that doesn't translate to shit. For instance, let's go back to something just happened this week. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Did you see that video? A guy drop kick Arnold Schwarzenegger. His fucking meathead bodyguard was standing there. People said there's one or two, there's actually three. They were watching the girl doing that whole jump rope. First of all, that should not have been close to him. How would they know she wouldn't pull the knife and stab Arnold? In my time, when I worked, I would be there. I was not going to allow this. First of all, why is his back out to the car? Nobody's behind him. His bodyguards are in front of him. How is this works? So again, this is how detailed we can get. And when Sam talks about, you know, when he talks about my coach and all that, as hard as he can get, I go again back to his book when I give it to students because... A lot of life-saving skills are the soft skills, which well, is a word. Okay, I, got, I got to say this. I will say this in my voice because I know you say that. It, be your own bodyguard. Yes. Okay. One of the best books mm-hmm. ever written. I'll say, be your, how to be, what's it? How I mean, to be your own bodyguard. How to be your own bodyguard. Yep. I'm sorry. Way too much whiskey. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Amazing Vodka? book. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, I mixed it. <laughs> Amazing book. If you have not read it and you're interested in self-protection and yes. self-defense and what's the difference, go read the book, you'll understand. Go read the book, yeah. amazing. And I got to say the same point, if you still have energy and you are being able to read after that, go read Left of Bank. Left of Bank. I tell Those my students. Those are the two books 100%. you must read. There are a lot of other amazing books, but on the top of your reading list, start as How to Be On Bodyguard. Then go and read Left well, of Bank after that. You just touched on this point. Irma, you're my student. What do I give you guys other than just beating each other up? I'll give you a, a reading list. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, yeah it's a school. We oh, train with, it's a school. I don't just call it a martial arts academy. And this is my gripe in this time. In 2019, we still had idiots. I train MMA fighters. We got jiu-jitsu in our camp. I got Muay Thai fighters. I got, but when it comes to self-defense, I am sorry. It is a whole different fucking animal. But, but the U.S. doesn't subscribe to that theory because I've been teaching shooting for two, three years now. I've got 100 classes to law enforcement and civilians. And the general demeanor says we shoot them and God will sort them out. I'd rather be judged by 12 than be carried by six. Oh. And this is the bullshit mentality that says we just kill them and we'll figure it out in court. Well, why don't you de-escalate it to the point where you didn't have to shoot anybody or you didn't have to get to that altercation? And as always you get that look of what are you talking about? Why am I, why am I paying you? You're teaching me to shoot. You're not teaching me how to de-escalate. I want to learn how to shoot the person. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but. The thing is, again, is like marketing-wise, teach them how to shoot. Amazing market. You're going to have people standing. Now, longevity-wise, de-escalation. It's like anyone who says, I'd rather be judged by 12 and I'll be six feet under, all that bullshit. Here's okay. the thing. Malaysia talk. Lawyers cost a lot of money. I can oh. tell you that. Self-defense. <laughs> I can tell you that. Self-defense, you acted in self-defense and you, depends on the state or on the country, shoot the other guy, injured him or killed him. You may win the criminal lawsuit, but you may still have a civilian lawsuit. And if you are now in debt, half a million, a million, couple of million, fuck that, $200,000 in debt because you lost the civilian court case plus you need to pay your attorneys which that means that probably ran a good year if not two years that's a lot of money for attorneys i don't know well it's better to be judged by 12 than be six feet under however now that you cannot afford your house anymore sending your kids to school may probably being unemployed for all that shit and that makes life easy like a lot harder so Making life easy, tucking your ego away, and learning mm-hmm. to de-escalate. You know what? It's not as cool as shooting, and shooting is fun, and being having the skills really empowers you. However, it may be nice to go back to your own home and not live on the street because um, you lost everything you I agree you with you have. 100%. As a person who's been through court system, and I spent about $34,000 just in attorneys. Almost two years rather, out of your life? Two years. Yeah. I'd rather be killed than, and carried by six than be judged by 12, to be honest. Because <laughs> I would rather not do this it's, again. It's, it's a no, weird no, gamble, but he's right. Is, I'm 100%. As a person who's been through it, I've seen it, yep. the amount of money and effort and energy, I would much rather be killed on the street and called today. I was not even a part of it, and I got stressed. Yeah, like it's, it's way easier for me. I, I would get shot in Westport then I have to go to court because it's way easier to be honest and the thing is it's not sexy but learning soft skills learning how to avoid learning how to de-escalate it's hard training and oh I, it's not easy I see when we get, get the students ah, I tell you what we do he sees it but he's used to it um, just being from the background he comes from and the country he comes from I get um, up today for instance I did the intro you look at the people when they come in they're already scared it's an office. Inter- martial arts is intimidating. So we do a class. I'll grab this one. Literally, uh, I went uh, the Mavericks, the hockey team with us. <laughs> and I always have my team. I'll have uh, Shannon, Megan, Daniel, that. And there'll be a woman. They want me to do a woman seminar. I literally tell them, I was like, listen, you guys underestimate violence. And I explained to him, this is a story I repeat because I've witnessed it. It's not hearsay. 
And they see me when I grab Megan, that's one of my instructors, hair, and yank her. I was like, you fucking cunt. You should see the crowd's face. Mm-hmm. And how I changed my face. Mm-hmm. I changed my face to what violence looked like. And they're all like, freeze. I was like, okay, let me tell you a story. When I was a bouncer at a strip club, it is a story that rings in my head because till now I can see it. And I, I take uh, full responsibility on it. This big guy walked in out of the private booth. Where is the, you know, the live dancing going on? I looked at the girl. And he came out. I'm like, I thought they're together. I turned my back and it's, I went to get my juice. It's a juice bar, not alcohol. Mm-hmm. We don't. I literally, as I take it and I'm talking and I look, I see him reach for her hair, grab her. So she does what any woman do, grab her hair or his head. Literally, son. And nobody knows the story because I repeat in seminars because nobody believed in that. He yanked her so hard, he scalped her. It came out the flap. And the noise that women scream, I can hear today. So this is how, did you, can you predict something like this happened? I never seen such a thing. And I'm like, holy fuck, that just happened. So it just took what? Barely a minute. Mm-hmm. All I did, turn my fucking shoulder, go for a fucking juice. And uh, one of the girls, the dancers got attacked. No, but I think it's, it's cultural. The, I think in the U.S., because I moved here in 2009, the U.S. generally is not an uh, aggressive, violent place. Like in, in the Middle East, I don't know about Israel, but in the rest of the Middle East, is, is you, you can't graduate high school without being in a dozen fights physically. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, it's very common. You go to a bar, you get in a physical fight, the cops will show up and be like, go home, you're drunk, or arrest you for a day and you go. So it's more of a physical altercation is normal. You either observe it or been part of it. Versus in the U.S., we're having people who are 35, 40 years old, like I've never been in a physical altercation, and that idea freaks them out. And they're now going to the crowd gym that says, here's authentic... I'll teach it in a week because I've been to a training for a week. And I'm putting Israeli flags in here. Israeli flag and I trained for a week and then they're believing that bullshit. So my last question before I wrap it up because we went too long. (laughs) So if I go to Israel and attend Wingate training for a week, will that make me the next John Wick and become an amazing instructor? Hey, are you fucking serious? No, I'm asking serious. That's what a lot of the guys are claim they attended the Wingate training and they're amazing. Yeah, you so, know what? I'm drunk enough. I'm mocking them. I'm not <laughs> drunk enough. I'm too drunk to get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, good. That was that's good. not good. We have, we, have, we have a happy Jew. Here's, <laughs> here, here's my response for that. You went through whatever certification, I'm not calling names, you went through a certification for one week. That gives you a piece of paper that is worth the ink that's on it. Just the ink. And a couple of thousand dollars, right? No, no. no. It's worth the ink. Oh, the worth. It. Yeah. Okay. So what you received is a piece of paper with about half a cent worth of ink. Pretty much. That's what it's worth. Is it meaningful? No. Do you want that in your credential? You know what? For marketing? Amazing. Yes. It looks great on your website. I always say, and whenever I teach, you know what? For marketing... I, um, I'm, I really suck at marketing. Anyone who's good at it and can make some money off of it, go at it. Make some money. Now, is it meaningful? Fuck no. That's a reality. If you go through a course that takes you a week, a weekend, whatever, and you become an instructor, that's worth about, I don't know, maybe a couple of cents worth of ink. That's it. It doesn't make you a good instructor. You don't have to be a good fighter to be a good instructor. But you don't get to be good at anything yep. in one week. Yep. Show me one guy 
that can teach you a guitar after he went for nothing through one week of training and he's an amazing not an amazing guitarist but tell me he's an amazing guitar instructor after one week I would love to learn from him it's got to be amazing none of them exist show me one drummer that can teach you drums after one week of training so you're gonna tell me that somebody went through one week of training and this is an amazing self-defense or combative instructor nah fuck no it took you longer to learn how to read and write than a week you can learn anything you can learn a recipe in a week you can probably learn how to make a cake in a week it's oh, not yeah, gonna be a me. good cake <laughs> no, for me, I mean I, I run a restaurant and no, holy fuck I felt baking no, no, I went to culinary school goddamn baking was hard you can learn a recipe in a week I'm just joking you I'm know what this. after a week maybe it will be okay you're not gonna open a restaurant after a week no okay. definitely not and you know how many recipes one what what are you gonna learn in a week nothing now take frost stand him there for a week yeah he'll get certified maybe a little a thing or two if you go through a week and you know your shit you'll learn a couple of things cool that's like us me and you when we go to school exactly it'll I'm make so- him better it's a seminar yeah, yeah. you get certified for yeah. the seminar and If you know your shit, you learn one or two things. It's basically things. we see another part of the fruit uh, basket. Yeah. Uh, another side of it. I have friends that, you know, they got certified through a weekend in Krav, and they added that to their business. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sure, why not? As I said, marketing. Why not? As you said, I didn't realize it's that much money. Frost, we need to figure out our shit. <laughs> I don't know. We need I to get into that I, I, shit. I'm telling you right now. Robert We're not just, in the uh, right he's way. He's always the, the money and smart guy. This shit, he told me $4 billion. I wanted to just throw myself on the floor and cry. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck I've been doing for fucking 17 years? I don't know. I'm not a billionaire. Yeah, Where did you forget this statistic from? It's the latest statistic. 2018. What the fuck are we doing? It says, oh, by the way, expect to increase by 4% next year. What the fuck am I doing? I need to sell my gym and do something else. What the fuck am I doing? I don't know. There's no way I can make a million out of this. Dude, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a camel hoarder, <laughs> carpet salesman I need to get East. back to that shit. shit. This is exactly where I'm missing out. I fucking rebelled. I should have listened to my family. I went back to selling land, carpets, and fucking camels. I just owned the gas station. And, and a gas station. And have five, four women married yeah. uh, by law. Instead exactly. of me sitting around doing what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But I think that wraps it up because we're uh, too long. But yeah, I, I think we need to cut this in a few parts. But uh, stay tuned for next week. We'll still have Sam next week uh, about a different topic. So definitely stay tuned. Thank you, Sam, for joining us today. My pleasure, man. I appreciate it. Philos, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors. Warrior Culture Gear custom designed and hand printed apparel. Made by and for the modern warrior. Modern warrior. Warrior Fuel. Kansas City's best pre-made healthy meal delivery plan. Feed the warrior in you.